Hey folks, thanks for joining me today on this episode of Let's Discuss, where I talk with my friends and other industry pros on how they use technology in their environments. Today, I'm talking with my friend Rich. Rich and his wife have been in ministry for decades. They have been working with media and technology in nearly all the churches and other missions organizations they've been a part of. I've known Rich for several years and we've done our fair share of troubleshooting together. Uh, I invited Rich today to talk just a little bit about some things he he's done and worked with from a ministry perspective and someone who who's worked with a limited budget and has had to learn on the fly and just kind of adapting to whatever the environment is or whatever he needs for the moment. So Rich, thanks for being here today. Uh, and I appreciate you uh, appreciate your being here today. Share your thoughts. So let's get started by saying by, by you talking a little bit about um, what you what you have at home. You know, you're kind of a, an above average user, what I would consider. You know, you have quite a few things. You and I have kind of geeked out on some things that you have and some things that I have. So if you would just kind of share your setup at, at home, maybe some things you use uh, on your daily driver, um, network setup, any, anything you want to share. Well. I- I have three or four Macs uh, in the house, an iMac, a MacBook, a Mac Mini, uh, Apple TV, uh, that kind of setup. Uh, I do in my own, uh, I have my own media server. I use Plex. So uh, I serve up some of my own media in the house. We also have the gaming consoles, you know, the Xbox, the uh, Wii U and some, and some things like that. But, uh, and I've moved over the years, actually on the last 10 years, I used to be a, a strictly Windows guy. And, uh, and, you know, when the iPhone came out, I bought my first uh, iPhone 3G and decided, hey, this isn't so bad. And it kind of just went from there and ended up, I've got, I've, I've gone Mac crazy at this point. It's just, I've drank the Kool-Aid completely. Man, I, iPhone 3G, can you believe iPhone's over 10 years old, man? <laughs> no, it's crazy. I, I think about, I, I'm younger than you and I, I think about how old the iPhone is and I'm just like, I'm old, man. Because, you know, t- 10 years in technology, that's. <laughs> that's decades. That's that's a lifetime. It is. Well, in 1995-ish, I had a bag phone. So think about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about antivirus software. Uh, talk a little bit about what you use personally on your devices, like antivirus, anti-malware, any, anything else you use to kind of keep them safe as a uh, first line of defense. Well, probably the most common thing that, that we use in our house is malware bytes. I mean, that's just, that's kind of our go-to. Um, the other thing is, is education, uh, just being wise. You know, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Sure. You know, that's kind of my motto on, you know, a website looks funky or if a link looks funky, I don't touch it. I know, I know to stay away from, you know, certain kinds of things. Um, you and I have talked before about the fact that there are just certain things when a when a website pops up and it's all busy and everything else, you kind of go, okay, this is not for me. I'm out of here. Um, just because it's not, I, I try to stay on the mainline stuff, stick to the things that, that I know. Um, but the main thing I would say is that we try to just be wise uh, and, and and not 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 go clicking on things that you shouldn't go to. Kind of moving over from the anti-software, anti antivirus world, uh, you and I both know that uh, one of, if not the absolutely most hacked, most attacked, uh, cyber attacked industries is the financial industry. Online banking is super convenient, uh, probably even more so now due to COVID-19. We're all kind of quarantined. It's difficult and uh, in a lot of ways discouraged to to physically go to your local bank. Um, so like I said, you've lived overseas and visited several countries. Um, 
if you would, would you tell us a little bit how you've used mobile banking in the past, you know, maybe 10 plus years ago and kind of how you've seen it change over the years, especially from emissions context? You know, it's in some cases, in some places, it's really difficult to uh, get internet connection. So it's hard right. to even check your accounts, much, much less transfer money when and where you need it. So would you kind of, uh, Again, from your perspective, 10 or so, maybe even more years ago, and just kind of walk us through how you've seen it change um, within the last decade or so. In that time period, uh, you know, the mobile banking really wasn't an option. Uh, internet, really, the speeds that we have right now, it wasn't even, I mean, you know, I was in a, on an island in the Caribbean uh, and, uh, you know, internet was kind of, it was almost like internet was a new thing. And that was, you know, 2003. Uh, <laughs> so you know, it shouldn't have been a new thing, but it was, you know, any kind of high speed was really not an option. So checking your balances or doing anything like that really wasn't something you could do. Most of your, uh, you know, as mobile as banking got was you go to the ATM and you get money out of the, the account. Um, we right. did do some wire transfers and have our own bank accounts then. Um, and so that's kind of the way things were. Fast forward, you know, 10 years later, 2011, 13, you know, in 12, 13 in that area. Uh, we're back in the U.S., but still doing some missions work over overseas. Uh, the mobile access, you know, the ability to be able to to check your your banking and that kind of thing, uh, it's, it's pretty easy, pretty simple. I had checks come in, I take a picture of them, send them to my bank, and you know, you're logged in, you're good to go. In order to improve my uh, passwords, because I just got tired of creating them on my own, um, I bought into something uh, a password keeper for my phone, which was another thing that wasn't a convenience then either, right? It couldn't have all my passwords together in one place. Uh, and, you know, it's secure. I let it generate passwords for me at times. And they're just like, you know, random letters and numbers and symbols and everything else. And so nothing anybody's going to guess. Right. Uh, you know, you, you got to get away from the ideas of, you know, my child's birthday plus my, my mother's maiden name and stuff. You, you know, it's stuff that people can retrieve or your dog's name or whatever it might be. Um, and so, uh, so I worked towards that password manager and kind of made that as uh, integrated that into, into what we do. Uh, I, I think it's pretty important to have a password keeper, keep your passwords varied. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of just the way I think about those kind of things. Kind of bouncing off of that, uh, can you can you kind of elaborate on some times where you've where you've had to use a VPN in order to uh, do some kind of mission critical stuff, whether it's move some money around bank accounts or maybe maybe contact somebody via email or or there's sort of a method of communication? Well, um, me personally, I have not been stuck in missions critical situations where a VPN was required. I'm headed that direction. Um, that's the, it's kind of the crowd, you know, that's kind of the thing here is that where we were, the speed would have been so slow. I'd have just said, forget it. And, you know, wrote it down on a piece of paper and mailed it, uh, because it would have been faster. Sneaker net. So, so it's just like, come on. But nowadays where things are changing and, uh, and we are moving from, uh, a country that wasn't considered a sensitive country to a country that is considered sensitive. Kind of keeping on that same theme, you know, obviously there are some countries, uh, China and Russia; those are probably the the two that everyone thinks about when when they when they talk about internet censorship. You know, um, kind of from your perspective, from a, a missions ministry perspective, how how do you see that changing in the next five, ten, or even even less, uh, five, ten years? 
Yeah, I, I have, I have deep concerns about that. Honestly, uh, I don't think that we can expect. I think we, can, I think we even have a problem here in the United States. I don't think we can expect that anonymity to to continue. Um, uh, the big scares that we're have we've had with COVID nineteen right now, uh, and things that are connected to that. I think that that um, opens the door for more Overwatch, you know, tracing and that kind of thing. Um, I know that in China, uh, I did some reading uh, just recently, uh, just trying to watch, like if you're an expat, and I was reading about some expats trying to watch Netflix uh, in in China. And pretty much uh, your VPN works for a while and then it doesn't because they figure it out, which is why companies like uh, NordVPN uh, they're ever changing their protocols and and all that so that they can get around uh, those those countries so so people can get around some of that stuff because uh, man places like China are completely locked down I mean they don't let them they don't let them go to any social media sites in the U S right. they have their own social media brand right uh, and so that they can track them all the time and so uh, these totalitarian regimes, these, you know, the communist regimes, they, they're not going to make it easier. It's only going to get more difficult. Um, next five years, is there going to be a huge change? Maybe not. Um, but uh, certainly, maybe not in our country, but in the, in the world scheme, as technology grows and their ability to add, that's the, that's the deal in China. That's why their tech is so high to just lock people down. Right. And, uh, and so, uh, the need for a VPN and the ability to, if you want to have any kind of privacy, uh, man, it's, it's really important. It's interesting from your perspective that, and, and I agree with you. I, I think it's only going to get worse. You know, I, it, there's another thing that I, that I was reading earlier as well. Um, Facebook tracks so much of what we do, whether it's just scrolling through the newsfeed or clicks and taps and everything we do on our phones and computers. Um, they, they had an, uh, an initiative years ago called internet.org. And it was essentially to bring internet to, to the masses worldwide and third world, third world countries and other places that don't have any kind of concept of internet infrastructure, data sure. infrastructure. And they just launched a new, uh, you know, quote, secure free internet service that uses proxies and all that fun stuff. A proxy for those who don't know, it's a way around or a way through certain things to get to the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. And, if you know anything about Facebook and know anything about just social media in general, this is uh, this is kind of a big threat for us security, cybersecurity minded folks. Um, yeah, so it's interesting to hear your thoughts, Rich. Um, kind of in, in conclusion, is there anything else you'd like to add just when it comes to digital security, maybe tips and tricks, things you've learned over the years? I think the one that, I, that we started with is the one that I, uh, I think is the most important. It's just being alert when you're on a website you know, and, and not be click happy, you know, uh, and cause I, and anything that says that it's free, it's not, don't, don't fool yourself. Um, you are, you're giving up some data, you're giving up some information, something, and it's, it's either going to come back in the form of advertising in your face or something you don't want installed on your computer. And so, uh, I, it's just that, and, and some of that is just feel you learn, you learn, by uh and you get a feel for what is what is what is crazy and what is not and uh uh, my advice to people who who don't do who are not internet savvy stick to the mainstream where you know what you're getting i mean walmart.com is 
whether you like Walmart or not, you, you know, at least when you go to Walmart, you're going to get whatever you ordered from Walmart. They're not going to rip you off. And if you, uh, and if you make a mistake, you can send it back and they'll refund your money. So I, that's, that's the main thing that I try to tell people who are just amateurs with the internet and, and those kinds of things. Stick to what you know, keep it simple, um, and do the things that you, you know are important. You know, if you want to scroll Facebook, if face, all in all, is Facebook safe? Yes. Are you sure. giving away a lot of information? Yes. But yeah. at least you know that you're not going to get a virus, generally speaking, if you're just scrolling through the re- your regular Facebook feed sure. and that kind of stuff. It's a safe thing to do. They're pretty, they're pretty good about keeping it that way. So yeah. that's, that's I, my advice. I, I agree with that. That's, that's good advice, Rich. You know, that's something that we uh, here at TSN, that's something we try, try to do as well as educate people, you know, just kind of to wrap things up in a, on a positive note. Uh, what, what is your newest tech and what is the next tech that you plan on purchasing? Well, uh, my my most recent tech is uh, is actually my AirPods that I'm using right now. Mm-hmm. So I've tried probably three or four different wireless headsets, Bluetooth headsets, you know, for headphones, for running and for walking and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, I just got to tell you, these AirPods are awesome. <laughs> they they connect immediately. They they sound good. They stay in my ears three weeks now. And I'm like, I, I so wish I'd have bought these sooner. I just didn't have the the the, the wherewithal to do it. Um, the next thing on my list, that's a tough sell. I don't know. I I we're we're headed towards missions, and so um, I'm actually looking towards downsizing my yeah. my collection a little bit. You know, <laughs> definitely a computer is in the is in the works. It's just what is it going to look like? I don't updated know. hardware. Yes, certainly updated. But you know, I'm the hardware. I'm a hardware guy. I like that kind of stuff for sure. Well, thanks again, Rich, for being here today. Uh, I really appreciate your insight, and uh, I'm glad to call you a friend. I hope to talk to you soon in the future, and maybe when we get out of quarantine, you guys can come over and we'll have dinner or something. That sounds like a plan to me. All right, man. Take care. Thanks again for joining me on the podcast today. I hope this has been interesting and informational for you. Check out our website, shepnetwork.com, for more free resources on how to keep yourself secure online. If you have questions about today's episode or recommendations for future episodes, email us at hello at shepnetwork.com.